today. We love you and we bless you. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally, in every way, whole, in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God is not limited. Amen. We need to take the limits off God. Now, I know you've heard this before, but why don't we do it? See, even with Amos 9.13, we're kind of, sort of expecting. But I'm telling you, take the limits off God. It's like Kelly told that guy, you asking for 10000 ask for more. You're not asking for enough. And, and uh, I, God told me the same thing. That y'all remember. I got the prophecy. God said, Kelly told me that God said, um, you don't ask big enough. Uh-huh. And I always preach, well, you know, you can only preach as far as you know. And so, and I don't ever try to do otherwise. Amen. And so when God tells me something, I preach it. And, you know, because it's kind of like preaching a testimony. You know, you're there. You've been through it or you're going through it. But I'm telling you, God is saying, take the limits off of him. Take them off and receive what he has for you, which is bigger than you know, bigger than you. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's, it's, um, if it's a medical situation or a medical impossibility like all these cancer people, God can do it. He can do whatever you ask him to do. You got to let him. You have to let him. Well, I want him to. Yeah, but see, like, you have to line yourself up with what he's doing. Amen. you got to line and create the right atmosphere for a blessing. Amen. So God has the ability to act, and he has the power to accomplish anything. So he has the ability and the power to accomplish all things, not just some things. Not just a few things, but all things. He has the ability and the power to accomplish. And see, we need to remember these things. Write them down. Tell God, I know you have the ability and the power to do anything that I ask you to do. And keep, keep letting God know that you have faith in him. Amen? However powerless, he, he's powerful more powerful than our efforts. When our efforts fail, he can make it happen. And sometimes we equate our abilities with God. Yeah, I already did that. It didn't work. But God didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't let God do it. So sometimes we equate our success with God's ability. I hope I didn't mess that up. And it just, just does not wash. Amen. God demonstrates his power with signs and wonders and great and mighty deeds. He demonstrates his power. This is how you know God is working. He demonstrates his power with signs, wonders, and great mighty deeds. Is there anything too hard for God? Amen. He watches over his word to perform it. And that's another thing we have to remind ourselves. Everything that he says, every promise that he promises you, he's watching over that word. 
Amen. He has the ability and the power. And he's watching over his word to perform it. So every jot and tittle of the word he can perform, he is totally capable of doing exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Amen. Signs, wonders, great and mighty deeds. And there's nothing too hard because he watches over his word. And that reassures us that he's doing everything that he is supposed to do to bring the word to pass because he can because he has power and the ability and we need to remember that right that now he has the power and the ability to get the job done because he watches over he hovers over his word to see it accomplish what he's called it to do amen and so there's no such thing as he can't do it or will he sometimes we say well we know he can but will he amen and see, that's a religion. I used to get caught up in that too. Well, I know he can, but is he going to do it for me? But yes, he will if I let him. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 19. Hallelujah. Matthew 19:26, And it says, but Jesus looked at them. And this is um, him talking to the, oh yeah, the rich man. When he said it's, it's, uh, easier for a rich man harder you know easier for him to go through the eye of a needle than to enter into the kingdom of God and what (laughs) what he was really saying is that you cannot serve man and mammon God and mammon you're going to hate one love the other and you cannot live out of your riches you because you're going to put your riches before God amen so, and so let's go to 26. It says, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. Because we can't, we can't diagnose ourselves. We can't bless ourselves. We can't bring these things to pass, but God can. Amen. But we cannot allow riches or money to be our god because you one cancels out the other and so this is what he was saying that's why he said that amen so that word all things are possible that word possible means feasible viable attainable achievable workable doable potential candidate for the job amen within the power or the capacity of someone or something so in other words god has the power he has the power and capacity to get something done why because he has the ability and the power and he is not slack on anything he's not running out of power he's not tired He's not sick. He's not mad. He can accomplish all things that he's spoken out of his mouth. If he couldn't do it, he would have never spoken. Amen. So Luke one thirty-seven. Let's go there. Luke one verse thirty-seven. 
And it says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. And I think this is when, is this when the angel went to visit Mary? Uh-huh. And uh, Gabriel. And he was telling her, behold, the manservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. And here where she said, let it be to me according to your word. See, once that word is spoken, and I, ho- I hope we see this. Once that word is spoken, it has to come to pass. It ain't not maybe. Or maybe it will. May- it, has t- it has no other choice. Once it's spoken. It must come to pass once it is spoken. And if you say it out of your mouth more, you'll see it. Because I'm going to tell you something that I didn't know back in the day. God was waiting on me to speak more, to speak out of my mouth more of what the promises were. And I was writing notes, putting them all around the house, but I wasn't saying it with my mouth. And so God will come for those words that are spoken. I am the healed of the Lord. I am blessed of the Lord. I thank you for reconciliation in my household. I thank you for finances overtaking me, blessing me. You know, if whatever it is, if you want a child, thank you for my baby, Lord. Thank you for my husband. You got to say this stuff out of your mouth. I have come to find that out and wish I had been preaching this for many years. Because the God comes for your words. Does that make sense to y'all? Just like he hovers over his words, he'll hover over your words if your words are his words. So in other words, you have to say the same thing he's saying. So it must be his will that you speak out of your mouth. And when it's his will, he comes for those words. He hover over those words to perform them. He don't hover over to check it out or put you in your place. He hovers over his word to perform it. And that's what he's all about. God is about answering. Amen? Hallelujah. So when God says something, he can bring it to pass. But you have to believe it. See, the reason we don't say it is because we don't believe it. Or we're scared to say it. Because, oh, well, I don't want the devil to hear you. Well, the devil already know what you, what you want anyway. Amen. Some kind of way we have already let him know. But we need to get bold and say it in his face. Amen. Prophesy to him and let him know that you are not playing, that you are not going to take no. He is not going to trick you into not speaking up again, but that you will receive that which you with god has promised you will receive it because you are not going to let the devil get away with what he's been getting away with all this time amen amen years pile on to more years and more years more and it's people you be shocked there's people in the kingdom that don't believe not one word of what i'm saying you know whoever is preaching it they don't believe it you know why because it's not happened but I'm, I'm telling you now why it hasn't. Because God corrected me many years, not many years ago, but a few years ago. And he said, you got to be verbal with what you want. 
And I'm thinking, well, you promised it. Yeah, but you got to say it. Because when you say it, you let God know you believe it and you're expecting it. You must speak it so he'll have something to work on. It's just like if you don't board the plane, if people don't board the plane and the plane takes off, it's an empty plane. That's it's not a good, that's, that's not what I was thinking. But you got to board the plane. <laughs> you got to get on the plane. In other words, you got to jump on that word and you have to display the word. Let God know it's what you want. And you have to, you have to speak it out of your mouth so that it will be effective. If you don't board the plane, then you don't go anywhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay. You've got to get on there to get from point A to point B. And so you must speak the word so that God will have something to ride on, or something to work with, something tangible to work with. You must, because then you believe it. That's called faith. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. Doubt and unbelief doesn't. Doubt and the devil, and he'll put shame on you. Talk to your house. Uh, talk to the firm. Remember, Robert used to say, I talked to the dresser, to the mirror. He was letting it out of his mouth. And God performed on everything that he spoke. Because he believed it so much that he had to let it be released. He had to release it out of his mouth. And I'm telling you, this is where Christians are messing up. Or they think because it didn't happen yet, it ain't going to happen. It ain't happening because you ain't been releasing it. Release the word out of your mouth because what's in your heart you're going to say. And maybe it's been taking all this time for you to truly believe it in your heart and not be ashamed. Amen. But God is, and I'm telling you, and he doesn't forget the smallest promise or the smallest prayer. God, I want this. And then here it comes 15 years later, and you're like, I forgot about that. Yeah, but God didn't. He doesn't forget. He want, I'm telling you, everything that he has promised you, you will receive. If you backslidden or out of, you know, whatever you're doing, repent so that you can receive what God has for you. Because he wants to bless his people. It's as simple as that. Even if it looks impossible, you must still believe. Amen. Why? Because God is able and he has power. He has the ability and the power to get it done. And nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he can bring it to pass. But you must believe that he is capable of doing all things. Even if, if the situation looks clearly the opposite, in the opposite direction. You cannot go by that. Or Abraham would have never been the father of many nations. Never. Because the Bible says that he didn't even, um, he didn't, stag he staggered not at the promises of God. He threw unbelief. He didn't take into account his age or Sarah, the age of her womb, after a time. After he started walking with God and a few years passed, he said, I'm, I'm just going to believe this word. 
because I can't do anything else but believe. There's nothing else left to do. Amen. And God wants us to believe him and not doubt. He wants us to stretch our faith to believe for them impossible things. It's just like God said, ask me for something hard. Ask me for something impossible. In other words, use your faith, stretch your faith. Don't ask me for 10,000, ask me for 50 or 100,000. Stretch your faith. You know, lengthen your cords. God is not limited. And I think because Amos 9.13 is coming to pass, it's time for that, that scripture. I believe we can just get anything that we want from God. But it takes you exercising your faith. Let's go to Isaiah 54. Exercise your faith. That means stretch it, do whatever you, you have to do. Isaiah 54. And let's go to verse, um, well, let's go to one. It says, sing, O barren. And this is uh, Israel. And any barren woman could have been Sarah. But sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. And this was barren. He was talking to barren Israel. It says, for more are the children of the desolate than children of the married woman, saith the Lord. And that was an analogy, I think. And in verse 2, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. That's, you know what that really is? That's a breaking forth. See, God wants us to break forth. Amen? That's a breaking forth. When you enlarge the place of your tent or... Let's see. When you when you break forth the things in your life, break forth in your expectation. In other words, it's like this. I'm just going to put it in my words. I've been always believing this, and it's been in a nice little corner because I didn't want to ask God for too much because I didn't want to stretch my face for it. But I'm pretending, or I'm the devil has me convinced. That I'm doing it because um, I'm not greedy, you know. But really, I'm afraid to stretch my faith because I don't think it's going to happen. So God is saying to us in this hour, come out of that. Break forth. You know, break past that comfort zone of your asking me for things and just go for it. You're not being greedy. See, the devil tell you all kind of stuff. And God don't like that. He don't like the ugly. And he don't, see, he don't, he don't want to do that for you. You're being selfish. Well, some stuff is, some ain't. You'll know. Because if he don't want you to have it, you won't get it. But, but I'm telling you, give it the old college try. Do what he tells you to do. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Stretch your faith. Broaden the borders of your tent. Amen. So this is a breaking forth where you come out of that mold. You're not afraid to ask anymore. You want more. Simply because you know, not because you want to see if God's going to give it to you, because you know he can. When you change your mind to I know he can, 
you'll see everything that you want. Amen. And he was saying here, uh, Israel had been barren for too long. And he wanted to bless them. Amen. So enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of their dwelling. And do not spare. In other words, spare not. Do not limit God's blessing. Do not limit uh, God's ability to bless you. Hallelujah. It says, um, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. Oh, it says, I, I skipped it. It says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. In other words, get in your word, renew your mind. Because, see, your mind will cause you to not receive because it'll keep telling you one thing and God's trying to tell you another. And so you have to renew your, your mind in the word of God. Um, strengthen your faith. Exercise it. You'll never know until you use it. And this stuff can be done in a week. It don't, it don't take long to do this stuff. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Strengthen your stakes or strengthen your faith. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. In other words, God will do the impossible. And your descendants will inherit the nation and make the desolate city inhabited. Hallelujah. Take the limits off God. Amen. Hallelujah. There's so many ways that you can get blessed by God. And another way is believe, Mark 11:23. believe you received when you prayed. Now, God, I believe I received that. So I'm just going to expect it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just going to expect it. Verse 4 says, and do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Now, what it says, see, God is removing the shame. He's saying, look, don't be afraid that it won't happen, and then you'll be ashamed. I'm not going to do you like that. Now is your time. 20 years ago might not have been your time, but now is your time. And he says, and you will never be ashamed. You won't be put to shame. So it's like this. You can trust me. You know, you can trust me with your, the, the desires of your heart. Don't be afraid to verbalize them and then start to expect them because I will not disappoint you. Hallelujah. You will not be put to shame. God wants us to make provision for his expansion. Make provision for his expansion. See, and that's why I know for myself, I know why a lot of times I didn't get things readily because I did not make provision. In other words, I was not expecting God to do anything for me. I was not expecting it. <laughs> Amen. You have to expect. You have to prepare your borders for whatever it is that God has promised you. Expectation prepares the way for your blessing. Prepare for it. Don't keep saying you want something and then you ain't even doing the basics. You know, learn what you need to learn. If, if you're believing God for a business, you better be getting all the information you can doing your homework about that business, doing your leg work. And so you, you, you uh, inquire and you go further than that. You find out, you make calls 
you go and you interview with people who have businesses or someone who has started business. You take notes. You're preparing preparing for something that you believe God is going to give you. If it's for a husband, you, you learn how to take care of a house. You know, my goodness, thank you. You can't be waiting on a husband and you, 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 don't, you don't take care of stuff. Cook, clean, y'all know what I'm talking about, all that stuff. You got to do that stuff or you're going to be waiting. Because God is not going to send somebody into your insanity. And so you just have to, some things you just got to do. Amen. You got to do these things. You just have to. I do them every day because I'm expecting. My goodness. You just have to do these things, you know. So God's word promises for you not to be barren. In other words, you will be fruitful in this thing, but you just got to expect. Get up and move with God. Say, God, I want it now, and I'm going to receive it, and I'm not going to run anymore, or I'm not going to just expect it and not prepare But I'm going to prepare, and I'm going to receive, and I'm going to be thankful. Amen? So God's word of promise will never be barren. And that's the thing. His word is not barren. His word will not be barren. You know, because he's in the life power of his word. He's the life source of his word. And, And it will never be barren. Never be barren at all. Because he's the life source of the word. The power of his word will always fulfill the promise. You need to write that down. The power of his word will always fulfill the promise of his word. So the power fulfills the promise. So God will always fulfill the promise by the power of his word and perform it. He'll perform it. Amen. Isaiah 55. Let's flip over. Verse 11. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign. They shall not be cut off. Amen. So we need to prophesy. Prophesy whatever it is God is telling you that he is going His his prophesy his promises. That's what I'm trying to say. And it will not return void. It can't because God's life power or life source is in the word. That word is is what keeps him uh, 
going or keeps it's his power and his life flow his life flow is in the word and that word is who he is and it keeps him going and it keeps us going and i'm telling you if you start to start to trust him and put that word out there and speak what he's promised you then you will receive whatever it is that he said you're going to receive i mean because he is not barren and he is not fruitless and the, his life flow is in the word his life flow is the word and so it cannot be barren y'all see what i'm saying it's just like if you plug up um a, a lamp and it's a new bulb bulb is good and there's nothing wrong with the light the lamp and you plug it up and you paid your light bill that light ought to come on it has to come on because of that electricity flowing through that you know the bulb and the the lamp it must put off uh some type of 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 glow it has to it has to because it's plugged up to the power source if you paid your bill Uh and so it must it must come on that light has to come on it must and by the same token god's life power or his life source is in the word so it cannot be fruitless it cannot be barren it can't it must produce whatever it is that you've asked him for it has to see we got to look at things like that because that's the true that's that's the right way that's the right way so we must believe that god is not limited because he's not and that all things are possible to him who believe amen all things are possible the things that do not exist you have to think of those as though they do see we make a judgment on god and we think he's not doing things because it don't look like it in the natural you know how you could be praying for maybe um household salvation let's say that we all are praying for that and we might be looking in the natural and we see the ugliest worst performance from our families it's like they get worse instead of better y'all see what i'm saying but you know we cannot let that influence us amen because we have to stop and think all of the prayers and all of the years it's got to take root it's got to take effect and so what we do is we start thanking god oh father i thank you for my family i thank you for my husband that's going to serve you all the days of his life thank you for my children that will serve thank you for my siblings that will serve you because they're under the umbrella of faith and a household of faith household of salvation and so we start shooting that back at the devil and let god know that we are still trusting him and that we know that he has the ability and the power to save our families we would see it come marching on in and we can't let what we see discourage us that's why the devil does it amen he wants to discourage you he'll have somebody take the biggest dope trip ever and fix it where you can see it or find out about it 
so that it will just make you say, oh, just, you know, and you just want to give up. But I'm telling you, when things start, this is, this is what I have learned. When you see things falling, uh, looking bad, and falling apart, to me, I'm looking at that as a, a spiritual takedown and build up. He's, God is pulling off all these layers, exposing, because he exposes everything. Nothing goes unnoticed in the kingdom. Can't hide from God. And so he will expose this stuff, and we need to look at, at it like exposure instead of, oh, look what they're doing. They're worse than ever because I've done that. And then God has taught me how to stay in faith and don't look at what I see because I have to know and understand that God's word is infallible and it's a strong tower, and it will come to pass because his life source is in the word. Amen. And so these people will serve God. They will get saved. Uh, if they're locked up, they'll get out of jail. They'll, you know, God will send them a suspended sentence just because you prayed for them. He has to do these things. And we've seen him do it before, and he'll do it again and again and again. Amen. Hallelujah. So things that do not exist, we have to act as though they do. I already got my, my, my husband and my, my baby. I already got that. So you've got to act like you got it already. Because that's how you let God know that you believe him. Amen. And, you know, and God wants you to have the desires of your heart. Never forget that. He wants you to have what's in your heart. What's in your heart. Amen. Let's go to Romans 4. He doesn't want you to get what somebody else has. He wants you to get what's for you. Romans 4, 17. Let's go to 16. It's talking about the promise granted through faith amen therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed not only to those who are of the law but also those who are of faith the faith of abraham that's us who is the father of us all and verse 17 says as it is written I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen. Because God's already done it. And it says in 18, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Talking about Abraham. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. You gotta, you gotta deal with what's spoken. You gotta speak what's been spoken to you. You gotta say what's spoken. Amen? According to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Amen? In other words, God brings dead things to life by calling things that be not as though they are he brings things that don't exist he brings them to life when you call on things that be not as though they are 
Is that good? Are y'all here today? He brings things to life. He is the life source of the word. And when you put that word out there, he blows his breath on that word and it becomes alive and he brings it to pass because of what is spoken, what's already spoken. And that's how Abraham got Isaac at his age. Amen. Calling things that be not. Dead things resurrected. Dead things came to life because he called those things forth. And he did, did he see it? No. All he saw is every year he got older and older. <laughs> it says he was a hundred in the deafness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver. I mean, verse 20, he did not waver at or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. See, when you glorify God and you acknowledge him, that strengthens you. So you can go on and believe a little bit more, a little bit more. A little bit more, you'll see some small things come to pass, and you'll know, you'll get strengthened knowing that that big thing is coming pretty soon. And so it, it says 21, and being fully persuaded or fully convinced that what, what he had promised, he was also able to perform. See, you have to be convinced. It doesn't just come overnight. Amen. No faith. No faith can, can just stand by itself, but you have to work, work your faith, expand. One way of making your faith strong is stretching it. Jump out for the 50,000. That's how you, you do it. Your faith gets stronger. It seems in the natural like your faith would do the opposite, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't. When you stretch your faith for bigger and better, your faith gets stronger and stronger. Amen. So strengthen your faith. Another way is by hearing of the word. Faith comes by hearing. And give glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, faith strengthens as time goes by waiting for the fulfillment instead of growing weak. So your faith don't get weaker the longer it is. See, that's what we need to understand. Your faith, my faith is stronger now than it's ever been. If time makes your faith weak, you weren't in faith. Because faith, I don't care what you go through, if your faith is weak, you weren't in faith. Amen. You weren't in faith. I know it's hard to believe. But honey, these old religious devils never stop. They never die. They're always there to whisper in your ear, you did the right thing, and you've been doing this. and you, I know because they haven't said that to me. And you've been doing that, and you didn't get nothing. No, it's because my, my method was wrong, and I was fighting the process. You can't fight the process. You have to endure the process, endure hardship like a good soldier. Work for God. See, in all of these things, in getting God to do the impossible for you, you still got to work for him. Because it ain't all about you. The kingdom ain't on hold because of you. We can't stop what God is doing. Nobody can stop God's. Can't nobody stop what God is doing. They think they can. Sometimes we want to do that. 
you will not stop what God is doing. And you will go through the process, whether you want to or not. Amen. And you'll go through it with gladness. Hallelujah. So strengthen your faith by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Giving glory to God strengthens your faith. As time goes by, and I'm saying this again, as time goes by, waiting for the fulfillment, your faith grows stronger, not weaker. Hang on to God's unchangeable, infallible word because it never changes. And don't doubt in your heart. See, doubting in your heart will, will make your faith faint. And if you be honest and look back through the years, you had that doubt all along. Or it came and left, came and left. I experienced sometime I was in faith, sometime I retreated and didn't do nothing because I got tired. <laughs> you don't get tired in God because he energizes you. Amen. Hallelujah. So stop looking at the problem. Look at the solution. Amen. God's, God and his abilities, that's the solution. Hallelujah. He has the ability and the power to bring anything to pass that he wants to. Abraham didn't deny him or Sarah's natural condition. See, faith, don't, faith doesn't deny what's really going on. Faith ain't crazy. You know what I'm saying? So faith doesn't deny what's really happening in the natural. Faith just don't bow to it. Is that making sense? Amen. So this is why Abraham, you know, he acknowledged that him and Sarah was old. That was their natural condition. But he believed that God's ability could change his circumstances. And this is why you don't bow to what you see in the natural. Amen. By calling things that be not as though they are. And that's what they did. Real faith does not deny the obstacle at hand, but declares that God is greater. So you're not pretending like it don't exist. Like somebody once said those famous words, we got to deal with reality. Have to deal with reality. Faith doesn't deny reality. It just doesn't settle for that because it knows that God is much bigger, more powerful. And so, what faith does is speaks on things that be not as though they were, even in the midst of watching the total opposite take place in your face. But faith is not discouraged by what it sees. But faith has a voice and it speaks up and it speaks contrary to what it sees. It's not denying that what it sees is real. It's just denying that, that God is denying the fact that God is not able. It's denying that fact. But it's saying that God is, is more than able. He is more than able. To see this thing through. Because it was all his idea. Why would he bring something up. And cause you to stand on something. If it wasn't his idea. And no it don't look like it in the natural. But that doesn't matter. 
because faith doesn't deny. If faith doesn't deny that sickness is in the body, but it declares Jesus' ability to heal. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. So faith is, is not denying that you don't feel good, but faith is proclaiming that Jesus is Lord over sickness. And that he can heal at any time. Be healed at any time. You can get healed right now. Anytime you want to. Amen. That's what faith is saying. Faith is not cuckoo. Amen. But faith has a voice and it, it takes a stand. And it knows how to get what needs to get done. Amen. Um. According to Mark 5.23, you can write that down. That's about the little girl that got healed. Faith didn't deny that she was sick. Jesus said, oh, is she sick? You know, well, let's go on to the house and see what we can do. So Jesus didn't deny the sickness or deny that people were in. He didn't deny the woman with the issue. He knew she had a situation, but it wasn't too much for him to be the solution. And that's all faith is doing. Faith is lining up with what's real. It, it's Faith lines up with what's realer or more real than what you see. Faith lines up with that. First Peter 5. Faith lines up with the real reality. <laughs> it don't line up with this other stuff. That's a smoke screen that the devil's showing you to discourage you and make you think a certain way. God don't play those games. First Peter 5, 7. And he doesn't have to play those games. But it says to cast your cares, casting your cares upon him because he cares for you. He's the caretaker. God, God's love provides for our, for our daily needs, and he is our caretaker. So when you find yourself in a place where it's hard for you to, to call things that be not as though they were, try casting your cares upon the Lord. Just get rid of all that stuff. Get it off your back. God is too hard for me. I don't know how to get this done. I'm tired of it. You have to, you have to go to him for his help. And the word says that he's our caretaker. Amen. He will carry us. His love will provide everything that we need. So whatever you need, God's love will provide it. So resist the devil and he must flee from you. Speak the word. Speak the word only like Jesus did. He resisted the devil when he told him that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. Uh, what is the word of God or every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God he did that in, in, when he was slamming the devil to the ground amen and he was he tired and weak yes he hadn't eaten try not eating in 40 days see how weak and tired you are but he had the word inside of him and he fought the devil with it amen he had cast his cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. 
that word cares is is uh, I couldn't remember what it was in the Greek. I didn't some word I couldn't even pronounce, but it means divide. So it means to divide the mind, and that's what causes doubt and unbelief. A divided mind. Amen. Distractions. Cares also mean distractions, anxieties, burdens, worries. To be anxious beforehand about daily life when you live like that. That's because your mind is divided. A divided mind. God's God's love provides for every need every need that we have. Amen. It, it it provides for our daily needs, and it provides for special needs too. So worry and concerns, or anxieties, has a physical effect on your body, and that's why we need to give them to Him, cast them on God, or fling them. Some Bible says to fling your cares, fling it on God. When something is just too much for you, you just have to give it to God. And let God handle it. Amen. Lift up the problem to the Lord and stop allowing stop allowing the problem to dominate your thinking. And don't let it don't call don't allow certain situation that's lingered. Don't allow it. Don't allow yourself to set it aside and say, I'll deal with it later. Because that's what the devil wants. But say I'm going to plow through with God and get an answer. That's what God wants. You know, in everything, in everyday life, God is exercising our, making us use our faith. (laughs) Exercising our faith. Amen. Psalm 121. He's making us use our faith because we need to. And we need to know how strong our faith is or what, what can our faith produce. We need to know. What our faith can produce. How will we ever know if we're not tested? Amen. Psalm 121. And it says in verse 1, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He will keep you and will not, he who keeps you will not slumber. So he will keep you righteous, keep you in his love. He will not allow what you're praying for to not come to pass or to shame you because you're taking a stand. Keep your eyes on God, not the problem. Because he's not limited. He's not limited. The good, good news is God is not limited by our thinking. We can, we can think as crazy as we want to, but that's not going to limit God. <laughs> He's still going to be the same God yesterday, today, and forever, waiting on us to get, a, get that little light bulb screwed in our heads so we can go on with the process and get our blessing. Amen. So he's not limited by our thinking. See, we think he can only do this or he can't do that because it doesn't look like it. But he's, that doesn't limit him. Thank God. Amen. 
Miracles are, have been made already through Jesus. He's already done it. Amen. And it says, surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He took them upon himself. And with his stripes we are healed. So God is not limited by our thinking because he's already done it. Amen. Hallelujah. Whenever you're broken, he can fix you. He already had Jesus assigned to fix our brokenness. Hallelujah. Let's see. Can I write that? That's Isaiah 53. If you write that down, you need to read that and just become so familiar with it. He's carried your sorrows and your brokenness. And he cares about you being broken. God cares. It's his responsibility to fix you if you are... You're serving him. Amen. Um, Let's go to Psalm 55. Verse 22. And still talking about what we need to do to stay free of doubt and unbelief. It says in verse 22, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Amen. Or in other words, he will maintain you nourish you provide for you bear you up hold you up protect and support you he'll defend you if you cast your burdens on him whatever is bothering you you got to go to god with this stuff because we can't fix what's wrong we can't fix it but he can and a lot of people don't take it to god because they like messing with it too much because it, it makes them feel some sort of way. <laughs> so they like dabbling in, in the junk. And God, God wants to, us to get rid of that stuff and serve him. Freely serve him and love him. Love others. Bless him. Bless others. Pray for others. Pray for ourselves. In other words, God really doesn't have time, and we don't either, to be dabbling in our own mess. So cast your burdens, that's your mess, cast your burdens upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Never permit the righteous to be taken out. Amen. He will renew your strength and protect you he will sustain you so continue to renew your mind that's our job renew our mind and the old way of thinking we need to get rid of it anyway because the old way of thinking is not good for us because there's no life there's no life in your old thinking the old stuff the old junk the old mess you know just the old stuff sometimes stuff even if it's good it gets old because there's no more life in it you ever tried to i'm just going to use this as an example because i see a lemon you ever try to make lemon lemonade or tea and keep using it and using it after that's drank you drank that and then you go make make another you know and it gets weaker and weaker see that that stuff after uh, uh after so long there's no life in that you got to throw it in the garbage and so god 
is full of life. And he wants us to continue to cast our cares upon him and, and take things to him. Amen. And quit trying to redesign what's old and used up. It is old. There's no life in it. Give it up. And so this is why people come into condemnation, fear, torment, confusion, doubt, unbelief, because they don't let old things go. Y'all understand? They keep making that. One time I used a a tea bag, and it was just like beige water. (laughs) Because I didn't know how to quit. You know, I had one of those big ones. You ever seen those real big ones that you can make with cold water? And they cost a little bit more. And I kept making it and making it until it was brown, beige. It wasn't brown water. It was beige water. And so we don't understand that there's no more life in there. And we need to get rid of that. And let God produce something better. Because what's in, he is our life source. Amen. So the old way of thinking needs to go because there's no life in the old thinking, the old talking, the old whatever, whatever it is, you know. Because Jesus already carried these things for us. It says that he carried our sorrows. So he's already put that stuff on our back, his back, and we're still trying to keep using it over and over and over. Same excuses, same old stuff. My father used to say, same old soup, just warmed over. When we need to start afresh and anew, broaden your stakes, lengthen your cords for something better, for something great that God has for you. Amen. The Bible tells us to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. In other words, we cannot keep thinking the same old way because it will not bring anything good. It's it's not going to bring anything good. Why do we do it? So we have to continue to um, look for God in different ways because he is... He is presenting himself and making known himself in a greater fashion. And we need to come up to where God is, not staying down here where the used stuff is. You know what I'm saying? And, and just get a new, a new mind and a new heart so that we can walk into the fulfillment of God's plans and purpose for us. We walk into the fulfillment of our destiny, not with the old mind. Got to change how you think. Old thoughts don't bring new destiny. Old thoughts won't bring the promise to pass. But we have to get in the right mindset so that God can bless us. And we have to make the atmosphere that we live in conducive to or welcoming to the promise that God has for us. Amen. No other way. You can't, you can't, uh, what is that, put old, new wine and old wineskins. Won't work. And so God is not going to add to 
unless we decrease and then he multiplies. So we have to allow God to do what he's going to do and stop getting in his way but work with God so that we can um, receive everything that God has for us. Amen. All right, well, Father, we thank you for your word, and we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.